Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Have you been holding your breath, Atima? I'm sure you have been because I did ask that you do before the break. Um, that breath is uh, worth the wait because after 11 o'clock news bulletin, we are going to be talking saucy stuff. And uh, it's Dr. Prithi Ramlakan who's going to be joining us. And you know what that means, right? So, ladies and lads, strap up. After 11, no one under the age of 18 should be tuned in. I know A-team has loved to interact. Please do so on 011-714-2006. You can SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. That song by Kurt Darren, well, Joseph in Orange Farm and Miki in Mpumalanga really enjoyed it and I'm sure a lot of other A-teamers enjoyed it. We'll continue giving you great music. Right now let me welcome Itumeleng Mudise who's client liaison officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund. Good evening Itumeleng. Uh, good evening, uh, Patricia, and good evening to SAFM listeners. I'm glad that we're having another episode that is a very exciting, which is proudly brought to us by uh, SAPC Education. And today we're going to be talking rule change in the Government Employees Pension Fund following the gazetting of the Financial Matters Amendment Act of 1996 on the 23rd of May. 2019. The Government Employees Pension Fund will, once the amended rules are implemented, no longer be subjecting members to a debt approach when implementing a divorce settlement um, court order. Instead, on divorce, members contributing uh, years of service will be reduced by the number of years equal to the portion of the benefit due to a spouse in terms of the divorce order. Itumileng, this is what we need to unpack. Firstly, maybe explain to us um, these changes around the divorce and what happens to a member's pension fund. What is the current landscape? And with the implemented changes, what will be the landscape then? Right. So when a member uh, of the GPF divorces previously, um, his or her spouse um, may be entitled to a portion of that member's pension interest in terms of the, the divorce order granted by the court. So then previously that member would uh, then accrue a pension debt emanating from that payment made by the GPF. And uh, with this amendment, which came uh, into effect on the 1st of August 2019, um, it now ensures that rather than creating a debt, there will then be, uh, be an adjustment to the member's pensionable service. So now with this new rule, um, let, let's look at the Financial Matters Amendment Act. What does it say? Okay, so... Um, the Financial Matters Amendment Act, that's an act of parliament that aims to amend certain practices or laws in the broader financial services sector, including those, of course, in the government employees' pension law. Uh, because in order to amend uh, any law within the GEPF or within the government employees' pension law, that will have to be then be, uh, approved by parliament. And yes, the Financial Matters, Matters Amendment Act uh, that's basically what it means. Itumeleng, for those who are saying, you know, um, when has this come to effect and what will happen to those who were at the borderline? What is your response to that? Well, then this um, amendment was gazetted on the 23rd of May 2019. And there was some a transition that we allowed those who had already had uh, 
a debt against their pension. A period of 12 months between uh, the 23rd of May uh, 2019 until the 22nd of May 2020 to have a choice to either remain on the, the debt model or choose to be moved to the uh, service reduction model. And if we had not received any notification of their choice by the 22nd of May 2020, they would then be moved automatically to the service uh, reduction model. All right. So for those who are listening right now, A-teamers, we are talking to Itumeleng Mudiso's client liaison officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund. And if you are one who's contributing towards it, has gone through a divorce or is about to go through a divorce and want to understand a bit better about what this new uh, amendment means to you and the money that you have been contributing and what needs to go out to your um, spouse that you are breaking up with or divorcing with, please uh, do call in. Ask your questions, 011-714-2006. You are also more than welcome to SMS on 41391. For other questions, you can also send WhatsApps to 614 it must be quite a difficult one now um, that things have changed. Obviously, the service adjustment model and debt model, um, this is one that we'd like you to also give us a broader understanding of the two. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks, Patricia. Though, look, this obviously uh, was triggered by uh, concerns that having a debt model, obviously like any other debt, um, that accrues interest and that builds up and it becomes just a huge debt that becomes difficult to pay off. And that often leads to uncertainties when members retire. It's difficult. All right, Dumeleng, it seems your line is uh, not good and not playing fair with us right now. I'm going to send you over to Benzito to try and get a stable line for you or your network. A-teamers, remember, we are talking government employees, a pension fund, and the new amendment that uh, uh, seeks to um, adjust things when it comes to the divorce rules and and your pension fund that you have put together. Dumeleng is going to come back and explain to us the service adjustment model and the debt model and uh, the two differences uh, of these particular um, ways of doing things by the GPF for those who have gone through divorces. Remember WhatsApp number 0614104107. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Itumeleng, you're back with us now? Oh, yes, I am. All Thank right, you. hopefully Thank your you. line will not uh, act up again. You were explaining to us the differences between the service adjustment model and the debt model. Sure. So the disadvantage is there, obviously, with the debt model is that a debt, like all other debt, it accumulates interest and the uncertainties as to where it will end up um, because, obviously, the debt will be pay- is paid back with uh, at prime rate and, um Whereas with the service model, then that allows for greater certainty for members in respect of their eventual pension benefits on exit, as it's easier for them to estimate their pension benefits um, when they exit. And uh, how does uh, these changes affect the, the pensioners? Well, um, the fund will still carry the actual service of a member. And the member will then still qualify for their post-retirement medical subsidy based on the actual service that they have contributed to the fund. Um, the service reduction approach will not affect the qualification 
or not for post-medical uh, retirement. And for those who then qualify for a gratuity and an annuity, the actual service will be taken into consideration. It will only just be the value of the benefit that will be um, affected. So only the value of the benefit. That's good to know for members. Uh, let me go to a voice note here from one of our A-teamers. Hi, good evening, Patricia. My name is Leon. I'm from Outback Captain. Can you please ask your guest? And good evening to him also. Can you ask your guest? Uh, your late wife was a government employee at the Department of Home Affairs. She passed away four years ago. And since we as the beneficiaries got a the first payout, is that the permanent payout or the total payout or is there another payout? Itumeleng, you can respond. Sure. Uh, thanks for the question, Leon. Look, when a member of the fund passes on, especially when they, was, they are still in service, the first amount that we pay is the uh, what you call the funeral benefit, which is at the moment 15,000 rand. We then look at um, uh, what you call the death benefit, what the member uh, had accrued at the date of death. And we pay it out to the beneficiaries as uh, he or she has nominated them on the on nomination form. Um, further than that, after paying that the death benefit, if there is a surviving spouse and the member has a potential service of more than uh, 10 years, by potential service I mean... Uh, the actual service plus the what you call the unexpired period or what the years that they would have worked up until the age 60, if it adds up to 10 or more, then the surviving spouse would qualify for a a monthly spouse pension. So the, the payment is three-tiered. There's the funeral benefit, the death benefit, and as well as the um, the spouse pension. Now, for those who um, are getting divorced, if a member gets divorced and the spouse claims against their pension, what happens in this case? So, uh, if a member uh, gets divorced, all that happens is we look at how much is paid and we look at, uh, we reduce their years of service proportionate to the amount paid. So, just for interest sake, if a member had about a million rand and we paid 50% uh, to the ex-spouse and the, the member probably had worked about 20 years, we will reduce their years of service probably by, by 50% as well. So they will be reduced about by about 10 years. And auto, that automatically will be a service reduction. They won't be subjected to a debt model. A much better option uh, for the members, um, obviously, who um, are getting married out of commun- uh, within community of property, because having that debt is also one that is a constant reminder of uh, the nastiness of a divorce. Look, absolutely. Look, um, depending on the type of marriage, you are quite right. Depending on the type of marriage, remember, pension, like any other investment, uh, they form part of the, the member's asset. And once uh, there's a divorce, then all those assets will have to be shared between the two, depending obviously on how they agree. But those things, they, 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 they get agreed upon, you sit with the attorneys and you draft the settlement agreement together. For us, it's just to implement what has been sent through to us um, by the court of law.
Yeah. Now, you know, does these changes that have been implemented recognize divorce in cases of customary marriage? So, uh, as per the Marriages Act of 2002, uh, as per amended, um, the customary marriages enjoy the same status as civil marriage. And obviously, then there's got to be a legal requirement that has to be met. There's a way in which the, the customary marriages have to be dissolved in order for the ex-spouse to then qualify for um, the pension interest. And once we receive all the documentation, then most definitely we will pay out the pension interest. I can imagine a team as we're listening right now who were affected by the old debt approach. What is going to happen to those members? Well, for those members who who were affected by the debt approach, uh, the first step will be to check um, um, when we implemented it or when we introduced it on the 23rd, we sent out uh, notifications that this approach is coming and they needed to make a choice by the 23rd of May May 2020. And they had to choose whether they wanted to remain on that, continue paying, meaning uh, retain the debt model or move over to the service reduction model. And if then, obviously, they, they, they choose the service reduction model and they have been paying through their employer, they will have to contact the employer to stop the deduction. But if there's no choice made um, as of the 23rd May 2020, that means then they will automatically be moved to the service reduction. So can you highlight the process of changing from the debt approach to the clean service adjustment approach? Can you highlight the process of changing from the debt approach to the clean service adjustment approach? Okay, so we we, we uh, instituted or sent out um, a choice form called the SR99, where the member then makes a choice whether they want to continue with the debt or uh, they want to continue paying off the the debt. But at this current moment, all the divorces that occurred um, after the 1st of August 2019, there's no such choice anymore. Um, automatically, the years of service will be reduced based on, obviously, how much their expenses have been paid. Edumaleng, what will happen if uh, the service adjustment approach leads to a person retiring without qualifying for pensionable period or post-retirement medical subsidy? How will this work? Well, the the service reduction model by no means will affect um, the the other benefits that the member is entitled to. Uh, if a member has more than uh, uh, 10 years of actual service, um, the fund will still carry the actual service, that member, and they will qualify for their post-retirement medical subsidy based, based on the actual service that they have worked. What will then uh, uh, be affected is just the value because as per the rules of the fund, we use the, the years of service as well as the final salary to calculate uh, the final benefit that the member is supposed to get. So the value will, will drop, but the, the actual benefits the member will, they will, they will still get. And how does one stop the debit, uh, debt repayments on their salaries as they convert to the service adjustment approach? Then the, uh, the, the member must 
contact the uh, HR or salaries department to um, request them to stop the deduction from their side. Okay, so there is a responsibility on the member's side as well as they do these changes. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go through those uh, responsibilities. Okay, so so once you know that you have decided you've been paying through um, uh, the the personal system and you've now opted for a service reduction model, then you need to make sure that um, you immediately notify your salaries department uh, just to make sure that they no longer deduct that amount to be paid over to the GEPF. And if there has been by any error or so, has been uh, and a payment that has been done uh, while you are on the service reduction model, then you need to contact the GEPF directly for us then to uh, reverse the amount back to the employer and then the employer will refund the employee. I've got a question here on SMS from King St. Nazi in uh, Soweto who's asking if he gets divorced to his wife, um, then the pay- payout obviously happens. Can he then remove the wife as a beneficiary from uh, you know, his uh, documentation and then add his new wife? So if, if, if he gets divorced? Yes. Can you remove the ex-wife and then add a new wife? Absolutely. As a beneficiary? Absolutely. And that's where now the, the, the importantness of uh, updating your beneficiaries come in. And we take it that, you know, once you are divorced, then there's no longer a relation. You have to update by removing that person off your nomination list. We cannot just assume that they are no longer your dependents. Remember, there are those people who divorce and they continue to live with each other. So that's another matter. So that's important. If there's no longer any relation whatsoever, you need to remove the, that, that spouse. And if you get married or you have a life partner, uh, then you need to really notify us as soon as possible. Excellent. Dumeleng, is there anything else that is of critical importance for us to understand around this particular divorce rule change? What's most important to understand is that uh, the, this or this amendment um, are meant to actually, or they were introduced in the best interest of our members, just to ensure uh, uh, that they get a peace of mind when they go on um, uh, retirement, have a bit of uh, uh, answer, uh, sorry, certainty with regards to estimating their benefits. And if you have really had your service uh, reduced, draw a benefit statement, get to check how much it is so that you can lo- also look at the option of purchasing service if you can afford to. And But most importantly, um, contact us. We have introduced the self-service app, which can be downloaded on our Google, uh, sorry, the Google Play Store or... Um, you can log on to www.gepf.gov.za, go to self-service, register there, and you can access all of the other services like retrieving your tax certificate, updating your beneficiaries, um, nominate, sorry, uh, yeah, nominating your beneficiaries and updating your personal details as well. Other than that, please contact us on 0800-117-669. Excellent. Dumeleng, thank you so very much for joining us. It's been very informative.